Hey there, Amanda here, and this is Planned, Prepped, and Productive, Real Food Cooking for Busy People. This is episode five, how to meal prep your Thanksgiving for a stress-free holiday. I am so, so, so excited about today's episode because this topic is totally in my wheelhouse and I can't wait to share all of the good tips with you. Today we are talking Thanksgiving dinner, specifically how you can use all of your knowledge about meal prepping to host a stellar, delicious Thanksgiving dinner without running around on Thanksgiving day like a turkey with your head cut off. Guys, I was pretty proud of that one. It just came to me. I think we can all agree that the words stress-free and Thanksgiving dinner do not usually go together, but stick with me on this episode. There will even be a freebie at the end to help you out, and I promise I can totally reduce the stress and all of your guests will be singing your praises that it is the best Thanksgiving dinner they have ever had. Notice that I said reduce stress. I'll do everything I can to help out with the food, the setup, the cleanup, the leftovers, But sorry, I can't stop Aunt Karen from constantly criticizing your parenting techniques or Grandpa from cutting into the pie before it's time. For family drama, you are on your own. For a little background on why in the heck I'm qualified to teach you about Thanksgiving dinner, no, I do not have any formal training on becoming a Thanksgiving dinner host extraordinaire, but for the past nine years, I have made it my mission to master the perfect menu and timeline That is the perfect balance between simple and easy prep, but truly delicious and out of this world recipes. I have posted some of the recipes on my blog. In fact, thousands of people made my stuffing recipe last year and reported great success. In my working days, I also had the chance to host Thanksgiving dinner for 200 people. And the biggest compliment that I received wasn't that the food was the best food they'd ever tasted. The compliment was that my staff and I were cool, calm, and collected and not stressed about the task at hand. Okay, so I feel like I'm getting just a little bit of a big head as I tell you about my Thanksgiving dinner experience, but the last few years have taught me a thing or two about putting together the perfect Thanksgiving dinner, and I just want to share those tips with you. In my opinion, there are two keys to throwing a great Thanksgiving dinner, schedule and meal prep. Now I can just see some chef extraordinaire out there rolling their eyes at the thought of meal prepping their Thanksgiving dinner and insisting that every food item will be made 100% fresh that day, arriving to the table piping hot and delicious. And if you've mastered that kind of a timeline and you feel as little stress on Thanksgiving day as I do, I am all ears. But for the rest of you, hear me out. I do feel that meal prep has a reputation of being able to efficiently feed a person and or a family, but it doesn't necessarily have a reputation of making super delicious food that you would use on holidays when there's lots of people to feed and impress. The fact is you can meal prep much of your Thanksgiving dinner with no sacrifice in quality, and in some cases, meal prep can improve the quality. The key is knowing what items to meal prep and what items truly need to be made fresh that day. Then creating the perfect timeline that will allow you enough time to make everything without stress, but also put the meal on the table at a decent hour for all of those hungry people. I have tested an extensive number of recipes and experimented with what dishes and parts of dishes can be made ahead. I want to go ahead and share all of these tips with you dish by dish. Because there's so many dishes to go through, this might be just a little bit of a longer episode, but it will be totally worth it. Along with my tips, if you want to know the exact timeline that I follow on Thanksgiving, head over to the show notes 
and download my timeline, shopping list, and all of my favorite Thanksgiving Day recipes for your own use. This resource is golden and will truly relieve so much Thanksgiving Day stress, and you don't want to miss it. Without further ado, let's jump into the timeline. The first thing we'll cover is what to outsource. I might be just a tiny bit of a control freak and have a hard time outsourcing any part of Thanksgiving dinner, but I have found a few things that work well to outsource. I typically will have each guest bring a beverage. We are not wine drinkers, so I usually suggest some kind of sparkling cider. Trader Joe's has a bunch of fun seasonal flavors at this time of year. If you are wine drinkers, have each guest bring a bottle. I like assigning this out because it can be fun to sample all of the different drinks people bring and it's not a huge burden for anyone to bring a simple drink. The second thing I outsource is appetizers. The last thing you as a host want to be worried about while you are putting your last minute finishing touches on your Thanksgiving dinner is a crowd full of hungry people in the next room. So appetizers are a must. In our house, it was always some kind of meat, cheese, cracker tray, along with some kind of veggies and dip. A tip for outsourcing if you are a bit of a control freak like me is to assign out specific items. So instead of saying, can you bring an appetizer, you ask them to bring a certain kind of meat, cheese, cracker, etc. Then you can put together your own cute little tray all by yourself. Most people are actually grateful to know exactly what to bring, and if they had something different in mind, they will ask you and you can work it out with them. In the case of appetizers, I might make a dip or spread at home and have my guests bring the dippers. That way I have a little more control and avoid a store-bought veggie tray that doesn't fit the aesthetic I'm going for. The third thing I outsource is pies. This one is a little bit divisive. You might choose to make all of the pies yourself because pie is arguably the most looked forward to part of the meal. And I would certainly never assign out all of the pies, but it does relieve a bit of stress for me to only make a few pies. I usually choose pies that people consider a Thanksgiving Day staple. In our house, it's pumpkin and apple, and then invite others to bring an assortment of pies to taste. That way, I know that the most important pies are covered and should taste good, and the rest can be a fun addition. If you do assign your guests to bring a pie, just make sure to have them tell you what they are bringing so you can ensure you're getting a variety and not a bunch of the same thing. The last thing I outsource is someone's specialty. Typically, I cover the rest of the dishes for Thanksgiving, but often your guests will want to help more, and maybe they have a recipe that they are really good at making. I have totally outsourced sweet potatoes, rolls, side salads to people because I knew they were as good or better than me at making them. You will have to judge your audience in this case, and if your friend that burns everything volunteers to bring rolls, maybe plan to make some yourself too as a backup. You can tell them that you'll have two people make the rolls to split up the workload so as not to be offensive as well. Okay, so now let's jump into what to meal prep. The first thing is gravy. Gravy is the hardest dish for me to get right on Thanksgiving. And it's all about timing because gravy is not difficult. Many people think that certain dishes are really difficult to make or master, but it's usually more of a problem of mastering patience and getting the timing right. Layer cakes, not super difficult, but if you don't wait for them to cool, freeze them between steps, whip your buttercream for a really long time, it's going to be a disaster. So back to gravy. Gravy is pretty simple to make. You take your turkey drippings, strain out the fat, make a roux with flour and butter, add the turkey drippings, and heat until thickened. That's it, super easy. 
But when you are trying to take your piping hot drippings out of the oven, separate the fat, which is liquid at this temperature, making it infinitely more difficult to separate than if the broth were chilled. And getting all of this done super quick because the turkey just came out of the oven and everything else is ready? Yeah, not a chance. So how do you make gravy in advance? My suggestion is four to five days in advance, grab some turkey parts, legs or thighs. You should be able to find these easily at this time of year and make a turkey stock. Cool the stock in the refrigerator so you can easily remove the layer of fat on top, then cook up your gravy. Use the turkey left from the stock to make a quick turkey noodle soup for dinner that night. Easy peasy. You can store the gravy in the freezer. The day before Thanksgiving, take the gravy out and put it in the refrigerator. Just before serving, reheat it on the stove. You can add a little of the turkey drippings if it's too thick or just a little more stock. Done. The second thing I meal prep is stuffing. There is a reason that the Make Ahead stuffing recipe on my blog is by far my most popular recipe. Nothing's better than delicious and convenient. Stuffing actually tastes better made in advance because it gives the dry bread a chance to soak in all the butter and stock. For my recipe, you will assemble the whole casserole, then on Thanksgiving Day, you just add a little bit more stock and bake it in the oven. Done. The third thing you can meal prep is rolls. Rolls are something that you should maybe make in advance. I have a recipe for make-ahead rolls that are partially baked in advance and then put in the oven at the last minute and they taste just like fresh. By the way, all the recipes that I'm talking about are available in my free resource in the show notes. So you absolutely have access to all of the recipes that I'm talking about. Anyway, I would think that everyone agrees that rolls fresh from the oven are the absolute best, but timing them is so difficult because sometimes they take longer to rise than others and you don't want them to overrise. Another suggestion if you don't want to meal prep them is to have a friend who has a ball and roll recipe bring the rolls over already risen and make sure you have some oven space to throw them in. It will be much easier for them to get the timing right if they are only worrying about making one dish and not so many others. Now for the cranberry sauce. Because cranberry sauce is served cold, it is a no-brainer to make it in advance. Make it one to two days before and store it well covered in the refrigerator and then get it out to serve. Sweet potatoes. Sweet potatoes are a great thing to put almost all of the way together, store in the fridge, and bake when the time is right. My favorite recipe is a sweet potato souffle with coconut. Man, is it to die for. Now for green beans. I usually stay away from the typical green bean casserole, not because it's not delicious, but because I have so many other things taking up precious oven space. So I usually opt for sauteed green beans instead. One thing that saves me time and stress is to blanch the green beans in advance so they're already soft, and then I can quickly saute them up with whatever seasonings I'm adding, and I will be good to go. If you're using anything else, for example, my recipe uses shallots, butter, pecans, you can also get those things chopped in advance as well so that when it's time to cook, you just throw it all in the pan, mix it all together, and cook it till it's done. Another thing that's great to meal prep is pie. Pies are another one of those magical foods that usually taste better the next day. After pies come out of the oven, they take a few hours to firm up or set, so by making them the day before, you ensure that they are perfectly set and ready to eat. 
Another great thing about pie is that even if you want to serve them warm, you will be eating them after the big meal, so your oven space should be completely cleared up to reheat them for just a little bit. The last thing to talk about is spreads and sauces for appetizer. These can easily be made the day before and enjoyed the next day. Another thing that you can prep for in advance are centerpieces, table settings, etc. This can be a little bit harder if you have lots of kiddos running around, but anything that you can keep relatively untouched, you should set up completely the day before. If you are making cute DIY place settings or anything of the like, be sure that it's done way before you start cooking that Thursday because once you start cooking, it's game time and it will be difficult to find breaks to stop. Okay, so now for what I make at the last minute. The turkey. I definitely do not recommend cooking your turkey in advance because it will be dry, dry, dry. In recent years, I have actually given up on cooking a whole turkey. I have tried lots of cooking methods and haven't found a method I love for whole turkey. I have yet to try smoking it or deep frying it, so if I get the chance to do either of those two things, maybe I will change my mind. But I absolutely do love cooking turkey in the slow cooker. I use a bone-in turkey breast and slow cook it and then broil it to get that crispy skin. You won't have a huge bird to show off, but you can totally make it look beautiful by cutting it nicely and decorating a platter. I also usually buy a few turkey legs and throw them right in the slow cooker with the turkey breast for those who like dark meat. If you have a large group, you might have to cook two or three turkey breasts in multiple slow cookers, but trust me, it's still a win-win situation. You can borrow extra slow cookers, and by using them, you won't be waiting all day for the turkey to cook and then cooking all your sides like a madman after the turkey finally comes out. Your oven will be yours for the day. The slow cooker method for turkey is also so hands-off, it would be truly difficult to mess it up or end up with dry, unflavorful turkey. Slow cooker turkey takes six to eight hours, so just make sure you're up early enough to throw it in the slow cooker and hit go. Another thing I make at the last minute is the mashed potatoes. This could potentially go in the maybe pile and there are plenty of options out there for make ahead mashed potatoes. There are also lots of slow cooker options which I've tried with pretty good success. But my favorite mashed potato recipe is my pride and joy so I decide to give it the attention it needs and make it fresh Thanksgiving day. I also like cooking them fresh because again, it clears up precious oven space to not have a, another whole dish to put in the oven to reheat that day. The last thing that I make at the last minute is the whipped cream. I have made whipped cream ahead, but it can start to separate and that's not so appetizing. Whipped cream is super quick. You could even wait until it's time for pie to whip it up, or if you whip it just a few hours before in the refrigerator, it should be just fine. So as you can see, most of my Thanksgiving Day dishes are at least meal prepped a little bit in some way. And the things that you have to make fresh are so small in comparison. When you're organized and get it done in advance, Thanksgiving is not stressful and you can spend your day enjoying your family instead of stressing in the kitchen. Now that I've given you all the tools to know exactly what you can meal prep, you should be ready to schedule. Thanksgiving Day schedule could be another podcast episode all on its own, and maybe it will be next year. But for now, just go ahead and grab that free Thanksgiving planning resource that I talked about, and you'll learn exactly how to schedule all your dishes, prep, decorating, 
even when to make your dishes and see exactly how I put together all of the dishes that we talked about for an awesome Thanksgiving dinner. I hope I've been able to give you some stress and anxiety reducing ideas for throwing your Thanksgiving dinner. I always love to hear what you're doing and implementing. So if something I talked about today sparked an idea, let me know. I'm most available on Instagram. So head over and send me a DM about what you learned and what you're going to meal prep this Thanksgiving. My handle is call me Betty blog. Thanks for listening. Next week, we're talking about all of my favorite products for meal prepping and meal planning. It's sure to get your creative juices going. I'm so excited to talk about it. Hope you tune in. Until then, happy cooking and happy planning.